It was cramped inside the head, and I sat on the only seat available. Cigar smoke drifted in through the small hatch, cutting off the light breeze that had been blowing fresh air in. I was about to close it when I heard Chewie's voice. The wind carried more than the smoke. I caught enough of the conversation to know it was about the exchange tonight. It sounded like it was still on. This bit of information gave me at least a few hours to figure a way out of there. The conversation ended, and I waited. Several times the engine had started and stopped. The last time it had run for quite a while, a sign that it was repaired. The minutes dragged into hours until finally I heard activity outside the door. Amigo, it's time, Roberto called out. We take the senorita and go ashore. The door opened, and he stood there with Marissa in front of him. I stepped forward, not seeing Frank come behind me. He pulled up on my arm and escorted me to the deck. Roberto hailed one of the fishermen, and we were soon heading toward the beach. Frank sat across from me with the old revolver in one hand as we bounced through the waves. It was hard to read Marissa. She had to be happy she was about to be freed, but at the same time I knew she was worried about her sister. As if reading my mind, she spoke to Frank over the small motor. Where is Chewie? I want him to guarantee my sister's safety before I go through with this. What are you going to do? Risk both your lives? Believe me, the boss don't want that woman around. He'll be happy to give her back once this bit of business is done, he said. We were through the breaking waves and the fishermen slid the boat onto the beach. The last wave had been a big one, taking us to the high tide line. We stepped onto the sand. Frank pulled his phone out and started typing on the keyboard. I assumed he was getting instructions from Chewie, because a second later, it dinged, and after reading the message, he motioned us toward the street. We crossed the street to take advantage of the little bit of shade available and turned left. A few blocks later, we found ourselves at the creek. Several groups of tourists were on a narrow boardwalk pointing and screaming at something in the water. They turned their backs to the rail and took a selfie before moving back to the street. Frank nosed us forward and I saw what they had been so excited about. At first it looked like logs floating in the water until one moved, leaving a wake behind it. Two more humps also disappeared, leaving wakes behind them as well. All of a sudden, the water boiled and I saw several narrow snouts emerge from the muddy lagoon. Frank nudged us past the boardwalk and pulled the phone from his pocket. Gerardo will be here in a few, he said, moving us toward a clump of small bushes on the beach side of the walkway. When he gets here, we let him go on to the boardwalk and then follow. I got the logic immediately. If things didn't go right, Gerardo would have no way to get past Frank. Mosquitoes buzzed around us as the fading sunlight reflected off the water to our left. I felt Marissa stir beside me and followed her gaze to the street. A single man walked toward us with a messenger bag slung over one shoulder. His body language and the arm held protectively over the bag told me it was Gerardo. He crossed the street and Frank pushed us back, giving Marissa a forceful look to be quiet. The man approached and looked around. He saw the entrance to the boardwalk and moved toward it. Another glance around, and he stepped onto the green-painted wood decking and was out of sight. Frank waited about thirty seconds before pushing us ahead onto the path. 
It was twilight now, and I moved as slowly as he would allow. The darker it got, the better chance I had of doing something, although up to this point I hadn't figured out what that was going to be. He stayed where he was, and I looked back at him. Go on, and don't screw it up, he said. The boardwalk was a perfect setup for an ambush. The single three-foot-wide walkway with chain-link fencing and a wood rail on top on both sides jutted out into the crocodile-infested creek. One end had the crocodiles, the other Frank.